When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another defeat, but I'm still positive. I'm still positive. I'm not worrying too much just yet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still... Uh, I'm actually buzzing for the game next week already, and I haven't felt like that for years. Um, but anyway, tonight, joining me uh, is Harry. How are you, sir? I'm good, Craig. Thank you for having me again. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Very well indeed. Um, and uh, a, a new guest this evening, um, Lee Gunner's twin brother. It's Lee Gunner Positive. How are you, Lee Gunner Positive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody's flipped a switch, isn't it? It's mad. But, um, yeah, I'm very well. I'm very well. Thanks for having me on, mate. Not Appreciate at all. it. Not and, at all. Um, yeah, loads of positives, mate. Loads of positives. I don't, I don't buy into all this negativity and stuff. Not at the no, moment, not after two games anyway. I mean, no, let's, let's at least give it one more. <laughs> <laughs> one more go, yeah. If we lose to, if, if we lose to West Ham, then uh, yeah, I think um, even if we lost to West Ham, I, I still think I, I'd still be biting my lip um, and, and give it to the next game. Hello to everyone watching us on Periscope. Hello to everyone watching us on YouTube. And hello to everyone watching us on Facebook. Um, last week I tried to use this. Uh, to do the podcast, but failed miserably. So I've done a bit of research, um, and it seems to be working okay now. Uh, if you can hear us, and you're watching on YouTube, can you just let me know? And if you can hear us, and you're watching on Periscope, can you let me know? Because I've got a little comment box up here. Um, it's a bit flashy, all this. I'm go- I don't know. It's too much. It's a bit more flashy than Google Hangouts, anyway. Anyway, stop blabbering now. Uh, Harry. Chelsea um, started off yeah, started off the same old Arsenal. Uh, one nil down, two nil down, two bits of horrible defending saw us go two nil down. But what about the boys digging in and uh, getting it back to two two? Yeah, I, I thought you know as you said we started with the same old rubbish. Defence was all over the place, you know, runners coming for the first goal, for example, Alonso making a run down the flank, Mkhitaryan didn't track him, gaping holes in our defence, it was it's pretty much the same old, as you said, 
But then we showed some character and we showed some fight and we got back into the game and we were perhaps unfortunate not to be ahead going in at half time. So definitely a lot of positives to take out of, of this game. Um, some really good individual performances from probably Gwenduzi and Iwobi, I would say, who's taken a lot of stick from Arsenal fans of late. Um, and, you know, but there was also a couple of little negatives, but we'll come into those later. I'll, I'll, I'll let Lee... Uh, We'll let Lee dissect that. Lee, um, a game of fine margins, but I mean, another day, Aubameyang smashes that one in for 1 1. Turns the game completely on its head, and we could have gone on to win, you know, we we could have gone in at half time 2 3 4 1 up. Um, But the footballing gods, you know, said it wasn't to be uh, an awful glaring miss by Aubameyang, and and of course by Mikatarian. Like I said, any other day, they'd bang them in. But uh, Lee, what, what was your overall feeling of the game? (laughs) <laughs> um, well, when it was 2-0, <laughs> I was just sitting shock. I was like, oh, mate, here we go again. Here we go again on another away trip. First one of the season. You know, I've watched us um, get taken apart away from home quite a lot last season. So, yeah, it was um, it was good that we come back so quickly after we went 2-0 down as well. I mean, like, like Harry's just said about Aubameyang, um, you know, if you'd put anything on him scoring that at, at 1-0. But then it was just such a kick in the teeth that they went straight down the other end and went two yeah. one, and it was just a simple diagonal long ball, and they just bypassed our whole team with that one one long ball. And you know, when I said this to somebody earlier on, um, when a striker, even though I don't rate Morata, he is a decent footballer, right? When he is running full pelt, jinking, twisting, step overs, whatever, and a centre back's running backwards off balance, trying to read where he's going to go, nine times out of ten it will result in a shot hitting the target um, so I don't blame Mustafi for the goal at all it, it was it was just a, a one diagonal ball and we see that a lot last season but like I said to come back so quickly and Mkhitaryan getting the getting us to 2-1 that gave us belief and then obviously we equalise but then Iwobi a, a misses an absolute sitter um, to put us in the lead and yeah. it's just like oh mate like, at half time I was gutted because that could have been embarrassing for Chelsea with um with the Aubameyang miss um, two misses, Mkhitaryan missed one that was a decent effort that he should have scored, and then obviously the Awobi one. But I was thinking like second half we could come out and we could nick it, but obviously it didn't pan out like that in the end. But I look at the positives that come from that of I've never seen Arsenal create that many clear cut ch- chances at Stamford Bridge ever, um, or for as long as I can remember anyway. Um, I thought Awobi was outstanding. I was shocked he came off, actually. Um, I would have took Mkhitaryan off. I thought, I thought, although he got a goal and an assist, I thought overall he was quite poor. And I thought Iwobi, I thought he was probably, with, between him and Granduzzi, probably the two, well, they were the two best players on the pitch, but arguably Iwobi was man of the match. So, so yeah, all in all, it's a loss and it's the second one of the season. But after that, after seeing that, that was a lot better performance than it was against Man City. Yeah. And that gives me loads of confidence going into West Ham. I think we'll go into that. And, um, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll probably put their manager bang under pressure for his job after we've, we've finished with him. So, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to West Ham. Harry, I watched an interview with uh, Emery today and <clears throat> he was saying that it's important that we, uh, we fix the things that we do wrong um, and that he's always looking uh, you know, for what we're doing wrong. Um, and one thing he said that... I nearly dropped down onto my knees and, and, and shouted hallelujah was that he he needs to find the balance. Um, you know, 
previous manager probably wasn't really too bothered with that. Um, you know, we saw it saw in time time and time again, putting um, round pegs into square holes. It really feels like Emre wants to put the right pegs in the right holes, uh, from what he's saying. What do you feel? What, what did you make of him substituting Ozil? I thought it was refreshing to see a manager hook off a player that wasn't performing despite him being the star of the club. I thought it was great to see, you know, Ozil hasn't performed. Um, I know we've only played against City and Chelsea, but he hasn't performed. So it's nice to see that nobody's immune to being taken off when they're not doing the business. Going back to Emery, though, for a second, when you said about he's he's looking to find the balance. I actually thought, and and I don't want this to be taken in a negative way because I know people are going to jump on my back when I say this, but I actually thought that Emery made a couple of mistakes at the weekend and that's why we ended up losing the game. And and what I mean by that is I felt that, look, Granit Xhaka deserves a lot of the criticism he gets. Don't get me wrong, he's performed poorly at times. But I felt like we went in at halftime 2-2, with the momentum, and there was no need to make that change. I know he was on a yellow card, but that's not reason to take a player off. He took him off. I felt like we sat, we we got dominated in the middle of the park as a result. Sari looked at us and thought, do you know what? Now that Xhaka is, is not on the pitch, I can get away with sticking another ball player in the midfield. On came Kovacic. They completely dominated yeah. us in the middle of the park, passed the ball around us, wore us down, and eventually got the winning goal. So, there was that, and then I thought it was wrong to bring Alex Lacazette on as well. I thought Iwobi had a great game. Maybe he was tired, but if that's the case, it's 2-2. There's 15 minutes to go at Stamford Bridge. Get on any on and shore things up. Don't bring on another striker and ask Aubameyang to go on the left wing and defend. And I just thought, you know, Emery has to find the balance. That's absolutely correct. I'm not getting on his back. These are just observations that I made. I know it's going to take time for him to understand his squad, who's good at what and what what their strengths and weaknesses are. So I'm not in any way criticising him. I just feel like those, those are a couple of observations I made. And, and I don't know what you guys think no, about no, that. I was quite puzzled to see... Uh, I was quite puzzled to see the substitution um, at, at the beginning of the second half. Because like you said, I thought that we had the momentum. You know, I was hoping that we were going to come out and straight away get, get at them again, you know. So yeah, I was very puzzled to see that substitution. Um... Perhaps I don't know. Perhaps Emery wanted. You know, perhaps Emery was trying to shore up um, at the back and allow the allow the front players to get a bit more forward with Torre Torre uh, by bringing him on. But um, so yeah, I was the same as you, mate. I was very puzzled. Um, I called for a Roby to come in the team. Got absolutely slated for it on Twitter for a week. Um, and gets man in the match, but what do I know? Um, Lee Gunner, what were you very were you, were you impressed with uh, Awobi's performance? Yeah, I, I actually um, I actually called for him to start as well. I called I called that all week as well. I thought um, I thought last year when we played him there, he was the best player that day as well. I know yep. we ended up drawing, but what he gives us is something different. He he will actually turn, and he's ninety nine times out of a hundred, his first thought is to turn and go forward. And that's different because last year, especially, most of our passes were sideways and backwards. So I, I called for him to start and he, and he didn't let any of us down. He was absolutely brilliant, mate. He was running at him. He was taking... And, and it looks like he's bulked up this summer as well. Yeah. He looked massive at the weekend. So, you know, he didn't shirk any of the physical side of it either. And 
yeah, I, I was proud proud of him at the weekend, man. Like, he gets a lot of stick, like from pretty much all, all of our fans. Like, everyone gives him stick. I've been I've been guilty of doing it as well. But oh, we've all done when that. He, when, when he signed that new contract, I, I thought, yeah, well, if if the manager wants him, then he's obviously seen Sank, and uh, the first time he comes in into the starting eleven and um, and plays a game this season, he scores and sets up the first goal. So. Yeah, fair play to him, mate. And, uh, and I hope he has a wicked season because let's let's be honest here, right? He's only 21, 22, whatever he is. He's never had a loan, mm. you know, and he's never had a consistent run of 10, Good 15, point. 20 games. So he's always in and out of the team. One week he's on the right wing, next week he's left wing, then he's playing at number 10. Um, so I hope that we find a position for him and, and give him a 10, 15 game run. And then we'll see where he's at at the end of that because he, he has got the ability. We've seen that when he first burst onto the scene. So, yeah, I was, I was chuffed for him at the weekend. Just one, just one thing I wanted to say as well, very quickly. I disagree with both of you on the Xhaka substitution. Um, I thought he was absolutely rubbish in that first half. And I know that it's great looking back at it now and saying, well, you know, it, it changed the momentum, etc., etc. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think it did because I think that what Xhaka well, sorry, what Torreira gives us is completely different to what Xhaka gives us. Xhaka can't turn. He's so slow at turning and getting back. Um, people just glide past him. He can't, his tackles are erratic most of the time, whereas Torreira came on, and you could see that he was just so many levels above Xhaka. Um, and I don't think that it was necessarily our substitutions that cost us the game. I think it was more Chelsea substitutions won him the game. Do you know what I mean? Kovacic was brilliant when he came on. And, and Hazard, although he didn't really do anything major, I know he got the assist for their winner, um, but him being on the pitch made us drop back five, ten yards. Do you know what I mean? So, but, but yeah, there we go. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. I, I, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is not so much that it's because it was Granite Shaka or it's because it was Alex Iwobi. It's more kind of affecting the balance of the team and and for me that's a really important thing that Arsene Wenger just couldn't get right he couldn't find the right balance in the team and if you look at the first half we had a lot more possession than we did in the second half because Xhaka was willing to drop deep and if you watch it back again watch how many times he picked the ball up from the center halves or the right or left back that wasn't happening in the second half it it simply wasn't happening Torreira for me as good as I think he will be, and all summer I've been raving about him and saying, you know, he's the best signing we've made. I don't think he played that well on Saturday. I thought he looked a little bit physically overpowered. And, and I know people say he's a little terrier and this and that, but I thought he just looked a little bit out of sorts. And maybe he maybe it's because he wasn't fit. But for me, it just changed the dynamic of our midfield. And that allowed Chelsea to to get on the ball more and, and dictate things. And, and as Pep Guardiola's philosophy tells you, if you have the ball, you're more likely to score. The more you have the ball, the more you suffocate your opponent. They get tired chasing and eventually the cracks will appear. And I just think that's what's happened. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I get what you're saying, man. I, I do agree that Ilneni should have come on instead of Lacazette, though. You know, you, you're, you're away from home. Your first home game after you've already lost a game. Maybe, maybe just try and shore it up and just dig in and, and get out of there with a draw. A, a point's better than nothing. Do you know what I mean? So... So yeah, I kind of agree with that, but I did. I, on the flip side of that, I did like the fact that he thought he could go for it and try and nick the win, but obviously that that didn't happen. But it felt, you know, look, looking at the substitutions he's made in the two games we've played, 
like you said earlier about Ozil being substituted, that just shows that he ain't scared to whip anybody off yeah. if you don't feel they're playing well or if he wants to change a formation or a shape or whatever. And I like that. You know, we made three substitutions against Chelsea by 74 minutes. You know, one of them was at half-time. So, you know, that we haven't seen that at Arsenal for a long, long time. And I'm glad that we've now got somebody who's like, you know, not just going to bow down and, and pick players or keep players on for 90 minutes just based on reputation. I don't think he'll be here next summer, going back to Ozil. Uh, Harry, what do you think? I, I, I think he, uh, he's just causes so much frustration. I just want to, I've said it before, I said it a couple of weeks ago, I just want to grab him and shake him <laughs> and, and, and say, come on, what, what's wrong with you? We know what you can do. You know what you can do. We've all seen it. The world has seen it. Why aren't you doing it? Harry, why isn't he not doing it in an Arsenal shirt? Honestly, I don't know. I, I really don't know. You know, I think about this all the time. Why can he sometimes be brilliant and sometimes be so, so bad and look so disinterested? I think his body language is a big thing. I think a lot of people read into his body language a little bit too much. I saw him a couple of times at the weekend turn around and blast his teammates, most notably just before he got sent off. There was a ball around the edge of our penalty area and he just volleyed it away and he turned around and gave the centre-halves an absolute blasting. So he, I, I don't think he doesn't care. I think with Ozil, his body language can be misleading. I think we need to just put that to one side and just accept that that's not his character and, and forget about that. You're not going to see Ozil grabbing people and, and hold, kissing the badge and all that stuff. It's just not in his character. I, I don't think he'll leave Arsenal anytime soon. And I say that because f from the club's point of view, Ozil is a brand. And we were talking about this on the radio the other day. You know, the amount of followers he has on across all the social media platforms and stuff, that reads well for the club in terms of the commerciality of him. Also, on the flip side, from Ozil's point of view, he's earning a shitload of money now. And you know what? He's in his comfort zone. So unless Emery's really going to shake him up, then I can't see him going anywhere. If he's going to continue to coast along performing now and again when he feels like it, then it's an easy life for him and he'll wind down his career at Arsenal. Well, I hope, he do I hope Emery does get it out of him because at the end of the day, I don't want a brand. I want a player who's going to play for Arsenal exactly. And, 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 exactly. and do you know what and, I mean I don't want Mercer Ozil the brand I want Mercer Ozil the, the, the assist the assist king you know I want to, be, make, right. I want to right. be making memes every week how can I assist you hello my name's Mercer Ozil how can I assist you <laughs> no, all that kind of rubbish that we used to do um, that's right but Stan Kroenke wants the brand and that's why that's why oh, he yeah. got offered that sort of money not because not because of his performances on the pitch. Lee, um, Gary in the comment section uh, reckons that Ozil's too soft for the Premier League, and I kind of agree with him there, to be honest. One hundred percent agree with yeah. him. The, the league's too quick for him. Yeah, uh, I also think that about Xhaka as well. You know, both both of them players. If you look at them in their different in the leagues they came from, granted, Xhaka looked like a world beater in Germany, but that's because he's not going to have players right in front of his face as soon as he gets the ball. Do you know what I mean? Same same with Ozil. No, Ozil looked fantastic. But I will say this about Ozil. When he played for Real Madrid, he had Jose Mourinho as his manager. And he was running up and down, up and down. He was tracking back. He'd put tackles in. He'd be physical with people. It comes to the Premier League, and it's the complete opposite. You know, and then people say to me, like, I mean, I've been on this case for about 18 months now. I want to see performances like he put in against yeah. Atletico Madrid at home. He was the best player on the pitch by a country mile that night. 
you know, and we don't see that often enough. And to throw 350 grand a week at this guy, that is going to come back to bite us seriously because now we're in a situation where Aaron Ramsey is stalling on a contract and the negotiations are still going because he knows what Ozil's on. So he's going, well, if he's on that, I want that. And, you know, this is going to cause so many problems later down the road. If it was me, I would have flogged him in the summer or, or January or whenever it was that we could have got. Yeah, January, I think it was when it, we could have got rid of him for a fee or the summer or the summer before. But listen, if, if he turns out to be the player we signed from Real Madrid, then we've got a top draw, draw midfielder. But he's been here five and a half years now and we've seen what? Half a good season out of him. Yeah. Well, one good that, season. You know, I'll give him that. When he got, you know, when he needed yeah, like, okay, we'll, we'll, give him, we'll give him the one good season yeah. where he got all the assists. But but there's four and a half that yeah. he just flatters to deceive. And to be on, you know, like you said about his social medias and all that. Like if you add it all up, it's ridiculous how many millions of followers he's got. He's got more followers on Twitter than Arsenal have. You know, so you know he is on Twitter bigger than Arsenal Football Club, isn't he? So. You know, I just I just look at it and I just think that three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week. I don't see it. Three hundred and fifty grand a week could have been used to go and buy two players that would do more than he would. Yeah. Now I want to switch. I want to switch the. I want to switch the topic over to the defence. Um, obviously, you know, going two 0 down in such quick succession is not. You know, wasn't wasn't good. Um, Lee's already. You know, Lee's already. Uh, touched on the Mustafi uh, situation. Again, he's right. I can't fault really. I'm not going to fault Mustafi um, for getting turned and turned and twisted and turned. Um, like Lee said, I'd like to see someone try that running backwards. But they came in for a lot of abuse. Uh, Mustafi, Socrates, Hector Bellerin again um, seems to be getting you know bad bad reviews. Harry. Is it that Mustafi needs a new partner, or is it Socrates needs a new partner? Um, I think Socrates needs a new partner, to be honest. And and the reason I look all summer, I've always said that Socrates is an average footballer. I've always said that. You know, I've watched him play many times for the Greek national team, and and he. He's not a great footballer, but what he is, is he's a defender. He's a brute. He'll get in people's faces. You saw him in the last couple of games. He's made a few blocks where he's thrown his body in the way. We haven't seen that from an Arsenal defender for a long time. So in that sense, he will defend. But he's limited as a footballer. So if you want to play this football out from the back, then you need to understand that you need to adapt that a little bit. Jens Lehmann made a really interesting comment the other day when he was talking about this, this insistence on playing from the back. And he said, as a professional, you need to react to the game, not always have it in your head that you're going to do a certain thing. And at this point, I get that Emery's trying to stamp his authority and get them playing his way. But I feel like we're not equipped to do that at the moment. Um, Socrates can defend in my opinion, Mustafi, I think he'll improve. I don't think he's been that bad this season. I don't think any of them have, to be honest. I think Bellerin's been poor. But again, as as much as I, I, I criticise him, because I do a lot, I feel as though he's been asked to play uh, closer to the centre-halves than he's ever had to play before in a more narrow position. And if you look at the games that we've played so far, we've been exposed wide. So what do you do? Do you, do you have a more compact defence like Atletico Madrid do? And look at keeping it like that and tight. And it works in one way, 
But then when a team's got dangerous wingers, then you're also leaving yourself exposed there. So I don't know. I, I think it's too early to make a call on any of them. I think give them a bit of time, understand the new system and, and see how they get on from I there. I agree. I agree with you. Lee, I want to go to you and talk to you about Petr Cech. Uh, <laughs> Twitter going mad about Petr Cech, Lee. Oh, drop him, drop him. Got to play Leno. We've got to play Leno. Now, hang on a second. One second. He kept us in the game against Manchester City. Well, kept the score down, should I say. He definitely kept us in the game uh, Saturday. Pulling off you know, some great saves. He pulled off some great saves against Manchester City. Why all of a sudden are we judging Petr Cech on the way he passes a football? Um, <laughs> that's a great question, Craig. I don't think... I mean, me personally... I, I would have I would have had him as number two all season. That's just me. Yeah. For me, I would never have sold Chesney. He would have been number one. Oh, and then don't, I, don't. You yeah. break my heart. I know, I know this is the know. Chesney union here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I would never have flogged him and I would have had Czech as number two last season. So, you know, we, we've all got a different um, thought process behind it. Petr Czech, for me, it's not based... He has been good this season in the two games. Right? Yes, he nearly scored a great own goal. <laughs> if that would have gone down as the greatest own goal ever, I think, if that had gone in. Um, but his shot stopping is never in question. We know he's a great shot stopper. He proved that again at the weekend. You know, but it's, it's horses for courses. If you're going to do this pass out from the back, Petr Cech's not the man. You know, and you can't teach a, a 36, 37-year-old goalkeeper how, how to do something different when he's never done that in his I get career. That. But doesn't he deserve a chance to adapt Everyone else on the pitch is getting a chance to adapt. We're talking about Bellerin, Mustafi, Socrates. We're talking about uh, Ozil. We're all talking about, oh, yeah, they've got to get time to adapt. Isn't it fair to say then that Petr Cech's got to have a chance to adapt to the new tactics, surely? Um, yeah, yes and no. And, and I, I don't sort of 100% buy into the fact that Bellerin, Mustafi, um, Xhaka and Ozil should should be um, just thrown in and given a chance as well. Hector Bellerin against Man City was woeful. Hector Bellerin in the first half against Chelsea was woeful. Hector Bellerin for 18 months has been woeful. You know, and, and just one thing I'll quickly say about him. Do you remember when we played Chelsea and he ran about 50 yards back and called Pedro up a couple of seasons ago? Or last yeah. season, whenever it was. That's right. Yeah. What has happened to Hector yeah. Bellerin's what pace? Where's his pace gone? Because Pedro left him for dead at the weekend. It's that hair that's weighing him down, I think. <laughs> well, maybe it's his diet, mate. I bet he's got, all those, all, all he's got all his clothes on underneath his kit. Yeah. yeah. But his... you, I, I just look at it and I just think if it's to the detriment of the team as an overall, then they shouldn't start. I mean, Petr Cech don't deserve to be dropped based on them two games. I'd start him against West Ham. And there, there is the, the other side you could look at of Leno's new to the club is um, is obviously coming in to try and be number one. But do you throw him in against Man City and Chelsea as the first two games? Do you do that and totally ruin his confidence if he loses yeah. and makes a mistake and stuff like that? Whereas Petr Cech's been there, done it year in, year out for years now in this league. So, you know, I kind of see why Cech started these two games. And let's be honest, other than a, a couple of dodgy passes out from the back, he's been good. Yeah. So... You know, going forward, if he's playing well, which he has done in terms of shot stopping, which is his job, you can't drop him. No. And, and the player should keep the shirt on merit of I mean, their previous performance. Leno hasn't... Uh, Leno must... There must be a system put in place for the goalkeepers. Leno hasn't come here and said... 
you know, Leno hasn't come to the meeting with Arsenal and Arsenal are going to say, right, this is, what's this, this is what's going on. Petr Cech's going to be number one. You're going to fight him for, you know, you're going to fight him for the number one spot. You know, we've got, we've got, um, that's the word I'm looking for. You know, we've got ideas going forward. Petr Cech is 38 now. Well, how old is he now? 37? 37 oh, now. Um, you'll be coming in, uh, Carlin Cup games, Europa League games. And Leno's not going to agree to that if he's not up for that. Do you know what I mean? He knows what's going on. He knows that he's coming to Arsenal. As number. What I'm trying to say is Leno knew he was coming here as number two. I think. But then, but then why would you leave being number one at another club? I don't, I don't get it. Well, we see, we don't, know, yeah, we, we don't know what's been said, do we? He's probably getting paid more. We don't know yeah. the conversation between club and player. There's a big, I think there's a big master plan here for Leno. That he's, he's coming here this year. He's going he's gonna to sit behind Petr Cech as number one. He's going to learn off Cech. Uh, Cech you know, Cech's going to be his... Um, mentor. Mentor. And then at the end of the season, or next season comes around, we've got Martinez as number two and Leno as number one. That, that's what I think is happening at the moment. But don't get me wrong, Petr Cech's not undroppable. And Petr no, Cech, he's not. Yeah, no, he's Petr not. Cech knows that he's not undroppable. I think we've seen... I think I've seen a better Petr Cech in these last two games than I've seen in the last five or six games last year. I I agree with that. I I do agree with that. He was shocking most of last season. And um, he has been very good. The saves he made against Chelsea and City have been brilliant. But what I like like about our squad now is Bellerin, who has, for the last 18 months, two years, been average, um, has now got a proper, experienced, proven right-back that's won everything you can win in Italy now teaching him. Do you know what I mean? It's now up to Hector Bellerin to get better. Because if he ain't, then he's out of the team. Check the same. Check's got a decent goalkeeper right up behind him now. If he makes a few mistakes, two, three games in a row, he'll yep. be dropped. Absolutely. We've got the same in midfield with Torreira and uh, Matteo. I can't get his name right <laughs> We'll just call him Matteo. Yeah, so now he, and he started both games and played full 90 minutes in both games. Whereas Aaron Ramsey, Ozil, Xhaka haven't played 90 minutes. So... You know, these, these players are all going to be kept on their toes this season. And, you know, Lacazette's been sat on the bench both games. But it's been refreshing to see that when we name a starting eleven and then we look at our substitutes, we've actually got quality on yeah. the bench now. Yeah, and that is massive, massive thing going forward for us. Because even if we get a couple of players injured, we've now got quality replacements coming in. Yep. But also what you guys were saying about, you know, Petr Cech <laughs> and, and the way that he's been now asked to play... What makes what gets on my nerves is what makes people think that Bernd Leno is going to come in the team yeah. and not make mistakes playing absolutely, that way. Because mate. let's yeah. let's get one thing straight: Pep Guardiola went and spent an absolute fortune on Edison because he was a specialist in playing this way. And didn't Edison pass the ball straight to Mesut Ozil's feet last weekend? <laughs> that that <laughs> style of football. That's well. right. <laughs> there is a risk associated with playing that way. With whoever the goalkeeper is, you see Manuel Neuer make mess ups playing like yeah. that. It's a risky game, and any goalkeeper is at risk playing that way. So, to to drop check because of that, it would be silly in my opinion. So, I completely agree yeah. with what you guys have said. I mean, people are saying to me on Twitter, "Oh, Pep Guardiola, the first thing he did was he went and what he went and got a new goalkeeper and dropped Joe Hart." My answer to that is, "Yeah, how did that go? 
with Bravo. Yeah, he, 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 he saved, me. He saved, he, I don't think he saved the shot. That, I would have rather have kept Joe Hart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would have rather have kept Joe Hart than put Bravo in goal. Christ, he was rubbish. Uh, yeah. he, he was awful. So, I mean, you know, swings and roundabouts. I don't. I, I just don't get the hate that Petr Cech is getting at the moment. Something um, very strange. Um, I want to change the subject now and let's talk about this boy, this French boy from League Two, um, Matteo Guendouzi, again putting in a man of the match performance, Harry. Yeah, I thought he was much better against Chelsea than he was against City. I know City are unbelievable at the moment yeah. and very difficult to handle. So I guess that played a part. I'm very cautious of not going overboard on Genduzi, and I've said it on Twitter and I got absolutely hammered the other day. You know, you say one little thing and people make out as if I've called him crap. I haven't. I've I've said he's got bags of potential. In fact, that was the first line of my tweet. However, he is only 19 years old. Let's not put too much pressure on him because the last time we saw a young midfielder breakthrough that we all fell in love with, it was Jack Wilshire, and look what happened to him. Mm, absolutely. Lee, what would you say about Gwendozi? I mean, I ain't going overboard on him um, because I don't need to go overboard on him because he's, <laughs> we can watch what he's doing. We, we can see what he's doing. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's got no care in the world for yeah. anyone's reputation, mate. Yeah, like... He, he was going into players at the weekend and just like having it with them. Do you know what I mean? And for somebody so young that was like in and out of the team last season in a, in a League Two team in France to come in in your first two games of the last two champions of England and to put in shifts like that. And I see something earlier on Twitter that um, the first half he never misplaced a pass, hundred percent pass accuracy. Yeah, you know. You know, it's it's mad for somebody so young to come in and, and just like take to it like a duck to water. Um, new league, new surroundings, big name players around you. You know, big name players on the op- um, opposition team, and to just you know, doesn't phase him, does it? It just just doesn't yeah. seem to phase. Nothing. You know nothing's phased. I've, I've seen everybody. I've seen everybody saying he reminds them of Petit and this and that. Right? I said at the weekend that I thought he's a. Yes, I can see why people are saying that. But for me, he's a bit fabregassy, you know, like every time you watch him, he's always looking around to see what's around him. So then he can drop into that little pocket of space. Mm. So then when the ball comes to him, he's got five, six yards of space around him. So then he can pick the right pass, knowing that he ain't going to give the ball away. And his range of passing was very Fabregas-like as well over the last two games. I'm not, I'm not saying he's ever going to get near them to Petit or Fabregas, by the way. He could do. Um, well, he could do, but... That remains to be seen, but he has had an unbelievable yeah. start to his Arsenal career. And, mate, when you've got such a young lad playing in your team, the fans love it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, everything he was doing at the weekend. He, he, I think he clattered Hazard at one point, yeah. and that got a massive. I mean, how long's, how long is it going to be when we see Arsenal away ends full of massive wigs? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if there's anyone out there that makes wigs, I would start making. Uh, Matteo Guendouzi ones if I was you because you might make you a few quid um, <laughs> just a quick one did you see his reaction to when uh, did any, Did you both see his reaction to when um, yeah. Mkhitaryan I mean what what more do you want out of a footballer that, that no, yeah, reaction sure. just goes and tells you everything about the kid 
That's right. He showed his passion, and obviously, you know, he he's living a dream at the moment. Yeah. He's come to Arsenal, massive club. He's got himself straight in the team. He's played against, like you said, the last two Premier League champions. He's having a great time, and it means the world to him. You can see that. Just one thing on Guendouzi, which I heard the other day, and it absolutely made me laugh. I, I, for the love of me, I can't remember where I heard it, but someone was saying that Guendouzi's not actually that good. The fact is that he is his hair that attracts you to watching him. And he said, and he turned around and said that when you go in a club, you're automatically attracted to a blonde first because she catches your eye, which she might not be nicer, but she just catches your eye. And he likened that to Gwendouzi's hair that because his hair flops around, maybe he, he looks a more attractive player than he actually is. And no, I, don't think I so. found I that think hilarious. That, I think it's a very good, uh, it is very. Well, I think we could shave his hair off, and he'd still be, he'd still be our best midfielder at the moment. A league two, you know, league two, nineteen years old, seven million pounds. Everyone's shouting for us to buy this fella and this fella for hundred million. He comes in, and he's our best midfielder. He was our best best midfielder for both games he as was. well, and, and maybe the the the, uh, the bigger names in the team should have a little look at themselves and have a look at him because they're getting paid a hell of a lot more money than he is. And these put them all to shame in them two games. Absolutely, right. mate. Absolutely. Right, we're halfway through the show. So uh, what we'll do is we're going to go to the comment box. If you've got some questions for us, type them in the comment box. Uh, hello, if you are watching on Facebook. Hello, if you're watching on Twitter. And hello, if you are watching on YouTube. Don't forget to like the video, share it about. If you're on watching it on Twitter, retweet it. If you're watching it on Facebook, share it out. Um, and all that malarkey. Harry, have you got any... Qu- oh, no, sorry. Before we go on, before we go on, a lot of people in the comment box are saying, where is Lee Judges? <laughs> well, let me tell you where Lee Judges is. <sighs> Lee Judges is on a beach in America somewhere. Um, probably not right now. He's probably... might be in his hotel room. He said he was going to be watching. So if you are watching, I asked him to do a reaction video, right, for the Chelsea game. What does he do? Sends me a reaction video of him sitting on a beach, all bronzed up, <laughs> ray bands on, bottle of water. The camera pans around to him, and he's like, "All right, live from Cocoa Beach in America." I was like, yeah. "I hope he's got a factor 50 out." Oh mate, <laughs> sitting like the Tandadonis on the beach. He really is the alpha male, is our Lee. Um, so Lee, if you're watching, hello mate. Hope you're having a great holiday, um, and we'll see you when you get back. Lee is going to be in. New York uh, for the West Ham game. He's going to the New York Supporters Club. So if we've got any Americans watching and you live in New York and you want to meet Lee, get down to the New York Supporters Club. That's where he's going to be watching the West Ham game. And he's going to be there with Mike um, from Gooners in the USA podcast. So if you want to meet the boys, go down to uh, the New York Supporters Club. I'm not too sure where it is or what the bar's called. But I'm sure if you do a little Google, um, it'll tell you. Harry, have you picked out some questions? Yes, I have. I have. Um, let's have a look. There's quite a few. So let's have a look at uh, these and pick which ones we want. This one's from Tone um, at Tone seven four double six two five two. God, that's a long Twitter name. <laughs> he says, do we have any genuinely world class players in our opinion? Wow. I'm going to start off by saying no, we don't. We used to. We used to. Mesut Ozil used to be. But now, I don't know. It's a bad I agree. Uh, I agree. I don't think we have. Arguably, 
Aubameyang. Arguably Aubameyang. But it's it's not a definite, is it? But yeah, that's that's a great question, man. And I'm I'm sure there'll be a lot of people debating that. Well, let's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, have we? I don't think we have, have we? Mm, nah, you know, the no, comment box, the, the comment box here is filling up now. Guendozi, Guendozi, Guendozi. Not yet, but he is going to be. Um, no tone. I don't think we have, mate. And to say that is uh, it's quite What's surprising, that? actually. I'm trying. I'm going through the team. In my, I'm trying to rack my brains, just trying to find. No. Full house then. Full, Full house. house. No tone. I Full don't house. think we have. Next one is from Herbinio, which is at Herb Goonstar on Twitter. He says, was Ramsey starting on the bench versus Chavsky a direct sign that he is now on Senor Emery's naughty step? Hashtag sign the thing. Sign the thing. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I, I trust this manager wholeheartedly. Um, and it, it, I trust his teams. I trust the team he puts out uh, at the moment. It won't be for another few years before I start before I start questioning him. But um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But what I do, what I am hoping is that he signs it. He, he signs his contract pretty soon because um, this is going to sound stupid, but it's 19, 19 days, nineteen Mondays to go till Christmas. So that means there's only about twenty-one <laughs> till the January transfer window. So uh, you know, he'd want to he'd want to get signing. Um, am I worried? <laughs> Am I worried about him leaving? I don't know. I don't want to lose him. I want him to sign the contract. But if he doesn't, would I be too bothered? I don't, I, I'm not too sure that I would be. Lee? Um, I, I agree. I trust the manager 100% at the minute. Um, I'm not sure that he's on the naughty step necessarily, but... Um, I don't know. There could be a case to to, um, to say there that he is. You know, didn't he get subbed against Man City? He came yeah. off against Man City, didn't he? And then surely, he... surely, going back to the question, going back to that question, that would be the wrong thing to do, wouldn't it? If if no, if, not, if, not, not necessarily. If, they might be saying to him, "Well, look, you ain't going to play, so you know, if you're not going to sign it, you'll sit on the bench all season." Well, fair enough, yeah. What yeah, so maybe that would push him into to sign in. Yeah. And I'm with you, um, just quickly, before Harry goes. I, I don't care if he stays or goes, to be honest. I wouldn't be too bothered if he left. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I wouldn't be overly fussed if he left. I think it's a sign of strength from the manager. He's showing him that, you know what, we don't need you. You can get pulled off five minutes into the second half of one game and start the following one on the bench and that's a completely different approach to what we've seen in the past so I'm not against that not against that at all you know if he doesn't want to stay then see you later mate like yeah. we've I, I know Ramsey's been a good player for Arsenal but he's not an Arsenal great is he let's be fair no well, well, well I, don't call, know. Yeah, I don't know I don't know he's scored two cup final winners lads yeah nice. but is that enough uh, I, yes. I don't think is it stopped a nine year trophy drought is that enough to call him an Arsenal legend? I, I, I don't know. Not for me. Right, if, you, if you look back in the history books of Arsenal players that have scored cup final winners, they're all classed as legends now, yeah? So in 30 years' time, everyone will look back at Aaron Ramsey and say he stopped a nine-year trophy. Okay, throughout. 30 years' time, he might be a legend. In 30 yeah, years' but time, but not now. Yeah, but 30 years' time, what's the difference? It, all, apart from he's retired. Well, yeah, the, but... the difference is we look back on it and we we you know we discuss it. We say, oh god, he was yeah, what a legend. 
Is he a legend now? Do we say, are we worried? I mean, I'm not worried about him leaving. You're not worried about him leaving. <laughs> no, but no. Harry's not, not worried about him leaving. I just Would think we, that as somebody fans, who scores two cup final winning goals, there's not many players that get to play one cup final, let alone scoring one and then go and score in another, to win two trophies in them three or four years or whatever it was, three years or whatever. I'd, I'd say that goes down as legend status. I would. I'm not saying give him a statue or sand. What about or if Giroud like had scored the two winners? Yeah, exactly the same way. Yeah? Even Czech, Czech okay. could have come right. up and scored yeah. two headers. And, and, All right, and but no, I just no. That's no. It's perfectly fine, mate. But I think I just I defy. <laughs> I'm probably getting rinsed in the comments for that. <laughs> here's 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 something a little bit controversial. <laughs> I will look back at Alexis Sanchez as more of an Arsenal great for what he done during his time at a club than Aaron Ramsey. Because for me, Alexis Sanchez is that player, that that top, top class player, one of the top players around that we had in our team. Aaron Ramsey's frustrated the hell out of me for years. And yes, there's been some great moments, but there's also been some shit ones as well. Yeah. I mean, look, each to their own. I don't think he is scoring two cup final goals. In my own personal opinion... And I'm not having a go at Lee here. It, it's not, it's not something I'd, I'd look back on. You know, I'd, in 30 years' time, I might, but not now. I, I, I can't see. Nah, not for me. And, I, and again, I, I, I don't think if he left, I'd be too bothered. Yeah, so I, I can't call him a legend if I, if I, if I'm saying that I wouldn't be bothered if he left. That makes sense. I, 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 I get your point. I get your point. And I get yours too, sweetheart. And I get yours yeah, too. We'll draw a line under it and move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have we got? Have we got time for another question? Yes, we have. I've got to go to the comment section in a minute and get some. I think I've, we've got a couple in. Yeah, get your questions in the comment box if you want them answered. As from now. Okay, this one's from Gooners in the USA podcast, <laughs> and he says, "This is going to be absolutely nothing to do with football, guaranteed." He says, "Question for the panel." When you posted Lee Judge's no, naked yeah. beach video reaction <laughs> to the Chelsea game, what software did you use to edit out the horrified screaming women in the background? <laughs> <laughs> that would be Mike all over. Um, no, 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 no video editing software used there. Um, he's such a what a man though, sitting on the beach, bottle of water in his hand, piss win, spraying it on himself. Bottle of water talking about the football sitting on the beach. I, I need to open up a dry cleaners, mate. He's a man. I yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. What a man. Right, let's have a look to see if we've got any questions um, in the comment box. Let's have a look. Can I scroll through these? No, I can't. Well, that's a bit of a bugger. Um, let's have a look here. Oh, here we go. If we had wingers, do you think the team would be more balanced. We are crying out for width, and that comes in from the Harry Thomas. Yes, mate, we are crying out for width. That's why last week I wanted to see a Wobian, because I thought against Manchester City, when he brought on Alex, when he brought on Lacazette and he dropped Aubameyang to the left wing, we, had, we, we, we instantly created an outlet um, and ultimately looked like scoring as, as soon as that, as soon as that ch- little change was made. So I asked for a Wobian to come in, as a more of a natural player uh, on the wing. And I think it worked, Harry, didn't it? 
It did, but in answer to that question, I don't think width is a necessity. It depends on your system that you want to play. I think that Atletico Madrid are the prime example of a team that don't have width but are effective. And that's because they they focus on the core of their team. The way they defend is based on having a, a narrow core the way they attack is based on going through the middle. So uh, it, it's nice to have both. It's nice to have options. But if the manager's overall philosophy is, is to play in a certain way and wingers aren't really a part of that, then it, it's not the end of the world. I, I think that's something that people just throw about because we haven't got uh, uh, someone that you would say is a recognised winger in the squad. Lee. You know, all those years we had, sorry, all those yeah. years we had Theo Walcott, who was a winger, he 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 used to no. drift inside as well. So poor old Theo. I, I, I don't know what went wrong with Theo. So much, uh, so much promise, <laughs> but just you know. And, and there's people on Twitter that will still tell you that they'd have him back, and I, I, I don't understand how or why. But um, poor old Theo. Lee Gunner, this one. Let's let's have one for you. Should Reese Nelson get a chance to play against West Ham? Mm, yes. Yes, okay. I think I what think position? he should on the wing, right wing. <coughs> um, yeah, funny enough, yeah, I would put him on the wing. Um, maybe, maybe even at number ten and drop um, drop Ozil for a game. You know, maybe, maybe because that's where Reese Nelson's supposed to play is number ten. That's his position. Yeah. But yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe try him there. Um, like I said earlier, Ozil's been disappointing in both games. Um, Aaron Ramsey the same. So maybe give Reese Nelson a chance in that position. Just very quickly as well, um, just coming back onto the winger's question, I don't think we do need a winger. And I'll tell you the reason why. is because every single team in the Premier League, other than maybe Man City, play with inverted wingers. So what's the point? Because everyone cuts inside anyway and narrows the pitch down. So what is yeah. the point? Unless you were going to play with an out-and-out left-footed player on the left side and a right footed player on the right side which nobody does so it's, true, mate. it's the way the game's changed though like you don't see a big target man centre forward as often which if you did have those players then you'd need wingers for the service yeah but now we're talking about tricky forwards like Aguero people like that yeah. that are going to get the ball turn and spin Lacazette for example and having a winger that's going to just lump the ball in the box and get to the byline every five minutes is 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 an outdated tactic. Yeah, that's it. Okay, well, coming on to Sunday quickly. Um, will Emery, I mean, again, after the Manchester City game, he had some tough decisions to make. I think he's got even tougher ones to make now for West Ham. Um, is he going to stick with Mercer Ozil? Harry, what do you reckon? Do you reckon has, has Emery got the bottle to say, you know, nah, he didn't play very well against Chelsea? I'm going to do I, this week. You know, a lot of managers will say, look, okay, look, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll start you again against West Ham, but you've got to show me more. How many times as, as a football manager said that to Mercer Ozil? Probably hundreds. Um, is it, would you drop him? No, not for the West Ham game. And the reason being, West Ham are going to give us a completely different problem to what we've had against City and Chelsea. Against City and Chelsea, we had two teams that were willing to come at us and, and bring the game to us. West Ham, in my opinion, are going to sit on the edge of their penalty area, try and keep yeah. things tight. And Mesut Ozil can be the key to unlocking a defence like that. In a game when you're playing on the counter-attack, then maybe Mesut Ozil isn't the greatest weapon. But for this type of game, and because I think Emery will be trying to get Ozil on side, I think he'll start on, on Saturday. Lee, would you go along with that? or No, 
I wouldn't. I would. Um, I would drop him. Who, who, who are you putting there, Ramsey? No, I'd put, I would put Reese Nelson there, Reece mate. Nelson. Yeah, I think I would. I think I'd put Nelson there, and I'll, t- I'll tell you why, right? I don't think he's going to drop him, by the way. Yeah, no, I but, don't think so. I don't think he would either. But there's there's a reason why I would drop him, and it ain't just based on the fact he's been poor in the first two games. The first two games we've played were not physical, demanding, you know, that he, we weren't getting barged into by big lumps. Against West Ham, they are going to try and go through him every time he gets the ball. They're going to double up on him. They're going to be physical with him. And we see that when he plays teams like that, he just flops every single time. So we can't go into the third game of the season after having lost two with another passenger. So I'd drop him. I'd drop him. I'd let him sit on the bench. Maybe if um, you know if we're winning the game comfortably, maybe give him a little 20-minute run out towards the end. But I'd go with somebody that's going to try and grab, grasp his opportunity. And I thought in pre-season, Reese Nelson was fantastic. You know, he scored, scored a couple of goals, set up a couple of goals. Um, you see him set up a goal um, in Dublin. Yeah. His penalty was nice and all. Yeah, man. And, and that's the thing. He, he'll play with 100% on it for the badge because that's his opportunity to stake a claim in the team. So if he gets a chance, I hope, I hope, he, I hope he can get in this starting eleven. Personally, I don't think he will, though. I think he probably will start Ozil. Um and no doubt he'll probably have a, a 10 out of 10 performance and everyone will be rating him again. <laughs> yeah. And then next week we'll all be calling him world class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Going back to that question we had last week, I'd just like to add Mouse at Ozil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's probably, that's probably right what's going to happen. So let's get, let's get some uh, quick score predictions in because uh, we're running out of time here. Harry, what's your prediction, mate? I am going to say 4 new Arsenal. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's I all like going to click that. into gear. It's I all like, going to click into gear. It's got to happen sometime, isn't it? Lee, what are you going for, mate? Um, I'm going to go 5-1. Because Arsenal always concede. Um, and we'll probably concede first. The fans will start getting the um. <laughs> and then we'll just go and blitz them. But, um, yeah, I think we'll win 5-1. I think it'll be a walk in the park. They are absolute rubbish at the moment, West Ham. They've brought way too many players. They're trying to chuck them all in. Um, and it's he's under pressure if he loses that game. Yeah. Um, well, no, both we're managers will be under pressure if, if they lo- if we end up losing. So, yeah, I think um, I think five one, mate. Five one. We're getting some predictions here. Colossal Chig says three one. Um, Nigel, hello, Nigel. It, Nigel is actually runs our chat for us. He keeps all the bad people away. So thank you very much, Nigel, for doing that. Um, Nigel thinks three nil. Archie thinks three one to the Arsenal. Lee Farrell thinks one one. Um, and Danny from the Burke. Hello, Danny. How are you, mate? Uh, <laughs> Danny says three 0 to West Ham. Jack Wilshere hat trick. <laughs> Block him. <laughs> Block him. Yeah. <laughs> Block him. Um, can you imagine? Can you imagine if Jack scored against us? Oh, can you imagine if they won't win three 0 and he scores a hat trick? Dearie no, me. Um, right. So that brings us to the end um, of this week's podcast. I hope you like the new format. Um, I wanted to try and bring this in last week, uh, but uh, the powers at B said that I, the, the, the gremlins that I had, but I've actually sorted it out. Unfortunately, Harry and Lee can't see um, what it's like or what you're seeing. Um, obviously, I can see it, but the boys can't. So um, hopefully they'll have a little look at that later on and, 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 have, and let me know what they think about the new format. But I hope you like it. Um, this is what we're going to be going with. Because uh, this allows me to stream out to to plat- uh, three platforms at once. 
Um, so I hope you like it. Getting some comments in. Yeah, good format. Yeah, we like it. Looks great. Lovely job. So you're all happy with it. That's perfect. My thanks to Harry. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for having me. Not at all, mate. Always a pleasure. And Lee Gunner, great to, great to talk to you again, mate. We haven't spoken for a while. Um, yeah, thank you, mate. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate that. It's always nice to um, to chat to you, Craig, and cheers, to you, mate. Harry. Cheers, mate. And I, I just I just got to say, mate, keep keep up your uh, positive vibes, Lee, because uh, I think a lot of people have uh, changed their opinion on you over the last few weeks. I mean. <laughs> Uh, mate, to be honest, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. No, I'm not saying that. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I think yeah, I, 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 I remember when, when I was watching your video from Man City, I was like that. Do, do you know what? You know what was funny? <laughs> after that, right, after that, I shook Robbie's hand. I went, "You didn't expect me to come out with all that, did you?" <laughs> <laughs> we did have a good giggle at it, but but no, I am positive. I've, I've, listen, I can't for seven years call for a manager to go. And then start crying once he's yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. So right, yeah. I like I'm going to stick no, with it all like... season, mate. We, we yeah. could end up 17th. I'll still back him for next season. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same. You know, I I spent five or six years, you know, calling for Wenger to go, and so you know, I'm intelligent enough not to <laughs> not to start wanting this fella out after two games, you know. But we we have seen some of that um, on on various social media platforms. Um, but to to you people, would you just calm down? And uh, just calm, calm. Two games, two games. New manager, new coaches, new regime. Just calm down. Let's hope for a good result against West Ham, and we'll see you all next week. Until then, up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.